Gospel Message, Week 61, The Lifestyle of God's Peace. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7 in the King James Version says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Some Bible versions translate verse 6 as, Be anxious for nothing, or do not worry about anything. The meaning of be careful in this verse actually goes beyond worry and anxiety. It, ref it references being overly cautious and overly apprehensive. It also speaks to dread, paranoia, and fear. It is obvious that all of these synonyms are natural traits of the natural man or the natural woman. They pretty much come with the territory of life, depending on what stage of life that we are passing through. We don't plan to do them, but it's as if we cannot avoid, by virtue of being human, doing them. Yet, here is the Word of God telling us emphatically to be careful for nothing. I recently discovered that I've been receiving this passage incorrectly for as long as I've known it. I've always focused on the be careful for nothing or be not anxious, do not worry part of the message. I've always thought that if I try really hard not to worry or be anxious, then I can overcome it. But I was wrong. And this is why. If I am naturally prone to worry, anxiety, dread, fear, or any other consuming tendency, trying hard not to do them is the equivalent of standing on the beach and trying to hold the ocean waves back with my bare hands stretched out. It is impossible for human effort to achieve such a thing. Who, however, is it not impossible for? It is not impossible for God. Quote, when his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Matthew 19, verses 25 and 26. Too often, preachers preach the gospel of, quote, Do it yourself, end quote to people who are struggling under the weight of sins and afflictions that have rendered them impotent and driven them to insanity and near suicide. Yet, instead of sending the afflicted to the only one who can save them from their sins and deliver them from their afflictions, they, according to Jesus, bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men and women's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers, as referenced in Matthew 23, verse 4. In this passage from Philippians, the Lord is telling us that when worry or anxiety or dread, fear, apprehension, uncertainty come, and they will surely come, 
Instead of giving in to them as we are naturally inclined to do, we should come to him instead. So according to the passage, how do we come to him? He says, come to him in prayer. Prayer is the act of communing with and talking to God, no matter whether we are standing, kneeling, prostrating, walking, we should talk to him all the time. We need to establish the lifestyle of dialogue with God. Before I talk to my spouse, my parent, my sibling, my friend, I should first talk to God. Let our conversation with God be synonymous with thinking out loud. He already knows our thoughts. Therefore, why not make it official and bring those thoughts to him deliberately as prayer? Number two, he says to come to him in supplication. To make supplication means to beg or earnestly ask for something. We can talk to God in prayer without asking for a single thing. When we do ask for things, this is when we make supplication to God. God encourages the lifestyle of supplication. He knows that we have needs in this life. That is why he encourages us to come to him with our needs and to go nowhere else. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Matthew 6, 8. So instead of worrying, or having dread, fear, anxiety over the things that we need in this life, the Lord asks that we instead bring our supplications unto him. How else do we come to him? With thanksgiving. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Thanksgiving is a byproduct of faith. You cannot give thanks to a God that you do not believe in. Therefore, the lifestyle of thanksgiving that goes hand in hand with the lifestyle of prayer and supplication is fueled by the lifestyle of faith. Our God is gracious and knows at whatever phase of the journey of life that we are in, He knows us perfectly at that phase. He also knows that it is with time that our faith grows. However, it is we who have to make a decision to grow in faith. God cannot make that decision for us, but he is there to receive us when we decide that we want to go further in him. We cannot alter our human nature, contrary to our belief, because we are fallen man. And if fallen man could save fallen man, there would have been no need for Jesus Christ. But this human state that we give so much credence to, that we put so much faith in and speak so highly of, is a human state that is 
enmity with God. It has no desire to obey the laws of God. It has no desire to obey the word of God because unfortunately for us, we were born into a state that is already condemned. It is only Jesus Christ that can save us from the state that we are in. It is only Jesus Christ that can alter our nature. Therefore, our Lord in this passage in Philippians, he promises us that if we focus on what we actually can do, which is seek him, believe in him, pray to him, bring our supplications unto him, have a grateful heart towards him and give him thanks. These are the things that we can do in this state. And if we do these things, then he, the only one who can, will remove the heart and mind of worry and fear and anxiety and dread and uncertainty and paranoia. All these things that plague us incessantly when we come to him in prayer and in supplication and with thanksgiving, believing that he is the God who can do what he says that he can do, then he will remove these things from us. And the removal of these afflictions will now manifest in us as a peace that is beyond our understanding because we have never felt or lived in any state quite like it. And it is only when we now recognize this peace as a replacement of our prior state, which is the state of fear and anxiety and uncertainty and worry, it is then that we will understand just how incapable our flesh and blood human effort is and how total surrender to God alone activates his all capable power in us. Isaiah 59, 19 tells us when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. The Lord's standard against the enemy's flood of worry, anxiety, fear, uncertainty, dread, and helplessness is his peace that passeth all understanding. And it is this peace of God in Christ Jesus, because we have forsaken our own way if we are in Christ and we now follow Christ's way. So it is this peace of God in Christ Jesus that now instead of worry, instead of anxiety, instead of fear and dread and uncertainty, it is God's peace in Christ that now guards our hearts and our minds. 1 Peter 1.5 assures those who choose Christ and walk in the way of Christ. He assures us that we are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Therefore, friend of Christ, as we go through this new year in God's grace and in the spirit of Christ, let us claim the promise of this Philippians 4, 6 to 7, and allow our ever capable God to make his peace our new lifestyle.
from this day on and forevermore unto eternity. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.